You are listening to the Converge Media Network, uplifting our voices. What's up, everybody? It's me, Jay Martin Jr. Super grateful that you would take the time out to listen to the Drive Project podcast, where we talk about passion, purpose, and possibility. I'm just giving you a recap of all of some of my favorite episodes that really stood out to me. I've had some great interviews with different people, and then sometimes it's just me talking and sharing my thoughts. I just wanna say thank you so much for listening. I hope you get something from it. I call them little golden nuggets that we get along the way that help us just see the bigger picture. So again, I just wanna say thank you, sit back and enjoy. Hey everybody, I'm so excited tonight to have my good friend on The Drive Project. Andrew Coleman Smith. Hello. Yo, what's up? What's up? What's I'm up? I'm so excited. I'm really excited to have you on here because um, just to watch what you've been able to accomplish and do has been so exciting. Thank you. And I've had the privilege of being able to work with you on some projects of yours. And so, uh, yeah, just give us a little bit of history about your journey. Yeah. So I guess my journey starts a long time ago when I was a, a <laughs> child. I've, I've been doing video i've been playing with my parents video camera that was like the old school one yeah the old school with the tapes (laughs) that was like that's how i started like in my craft i guess you could say and i've been i've been making videos ever since it seems like and yeah i'm still here making i have my own video camera now but (laughs) uh, it's not my parents but i um you know every day i'm making something and that's my passion and it's also my uh, my hustle wow so for you, like, like, so for you back in the day as a child, you would say that that's probably where it was birthed for you, the videoing. Mm-hmm. And then like, when did you feel like, okay, this is what I want to do. Like, this is it. This is my yes. <laughs> I think I had an internship at a production house in high school. Okay. And that's all I wanted to do. During now, the, where are during you from, though, again? I'm from Tennessee. Tennessee. That's yes. a little swing yes, out here Tennessee. now. And <laughs> a little twang. <laughs> um, yes. And, um, and I loved that job so much. I was a production assistant slash intern. And it was okay. for, like, History Channel. They did, like, A&E documentaries and stuff. like. So it was the best experience. Wow. And um, I was obsessed with that job. Like, on the days that I had off for, like, you know, teacher holidays or right. whatever the in-service days where like kids would be off on like random Mondays and Fridays throughout mm, the year. Okay. Um, I would I would go into work. Like I would I would go the whole day because I could only go after school. Okay. Because I had school. Right. But on right. the days that I was off, I liked to go and pretend that like I worked there like <laughs> oh, full yes. time, like the adults. <laughs> you know, like I had my 18th birthday like working there. Wow. Uh, I mean, I was really young, and um, I think. It was a mixture of that and just constantly seeing those people have that as their day job. I was like, I just can't wait to be done with all my other stuff so that I can come do this. Wow. Well, the reason why I brought you on tonight, because, you know, to me, like, you are amazing. You guys, when it comes to work and work ethic, Andrew's got it. He's Uh, the guy. (laughs) I'm serious. He's the guy who will stay up till 3, 4, 5 in the morning and still get up and do what he has to do during the day. But this is his passion. And so I've been able to watch that. But here's a little story for you guys. So I met Andrew probably hmm, now six months ago, mm-hmm. six or seven months ago. Is that really all the time that's, that's passed? That's all the time that's passed. It seems like about 10 years I've known. Oh, my God. 
a lifetime. We were playing in it's the It's like womb. a full connection. <laughs> we had some like spiritual wounds. Right, exactly. <laughs> Kindred spirits for sure. Back in the day. But um, you are on a show called Local Lens that you like direct, write, do all that cool stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember going on YouTube and that's where I found you. And so like I was like watching and it's amazing because you can like, I imagine like what it would be like to meet you, like laugh with you and talk with you. And so it was like, you know, and then like four months later, we're sitting at a Starbucks laughing. Right. And here we are today. And so like tonight's episode, I wanted to, we, I wanted to talk about like from the mind, using your mind and then speaking about it and then putting action to it. Right. And I've watched you do that. And you guys, he has this thing called Fat Tuesday, I mean, on YouTube and it's just like, it's huge. He's got a whole family that watches him and it's just like, whoa. And so I've watched this guy like create something and now he has a following and it's successful. Thank you. I'm excited for you. Thank you. I think you're the biggest thing. Thank you. <laughs> I'm gonna bring you around with me all the time just to set me up. That was, oh that was epic. Oh my God. No. So tell me a little bit. Of, that. No, yes you do. You yes you do. <laughs> so for like so tell me a little bit about like just your whole YouTube thing because I saw the one of your first videos mm-hmm. and you you had this thing where you're going back and forth with did you want to do the YouTube right. or not and then you're so thankful. Right. And a lot of people are afraid to actually talk about what's in their mind. Mm-hmm. And so just give us a whole like mock Yeah, I mean, you know now doing youtube is really normal like Mm -hmm. now it's like people they understand it right but back in the day when i was really interested in it nobody was really doing that nobody was videoing themselves Mm -hmm. i mean the most you did was a selfie and that was still the most mortifying thing to do in public now it's a little less (laughs) mortifying but um (laughs) blogging wasn't something that people people really did Mm -hmm. and so i let for years the fear of what people would think of me stop me from doing it and it was only you know probably two years ago that i really was like i'm gonna do this i think moving out to seattle helped because it was a new city and it's right seattle's a tech city and Mm -hmm. so i feel like it was a little more accepted than in tennessee where i'm from right and so yeah it was all just just kind of about getting over that fear of what people would think. Wow. Um, so in your mind, there was like this fear of, okay, if oh, I completely. do this, would it be successful or not? And, right. And and it's also about, because success is very easily measured by other people mm-hmm. on YouTube. I mean, people right. can go and they can see how many views you're getting. Right. They can see how many subscribers you have. They can see how many, you know what I'm saying? So there definitely was that, that I'd be like, oh my gosh, like not only am I putting myself out there, mm-hmm. but um, you know, everybody that is making fun of me, if they were, or <laughs> right. just are, they're gonna even get a bigger kick out of the fact that right. not only is he embarrassing himself online by videoing himself, but no one's even watching it. Oh God. <laughs> you know, and so the, all of that together. But I think the biggest thing was probably, do you remember Ustream? Yes. So you stream like you could go live at any time. At any time. And it wasn't really like now we have Facebook Live and Instagram Live and all that other stuff. Right. But that was still kind of new. Mm-hmm. This is like 2009. Yes. And I went on there at the beach with my brother in law. Mm-hmm. And I was so excited. I was having the best time. Yeah. And I got some really mean comments like instantly from strangers. Wow. And I think that um, paralyzed me a little bit mm-hmm. for a while. Just seeing was, people's reactions. 
Yeah, they're negative reactions. Wow. Yeah, I think that they're negative reactions. So I think there was a mixture of like, will this be successful? Am I going to embarrass myself? Are people going to bash me? Like I was, it was a lot of things, but it all came down to other people's thoughts. Mm -hmm. And that stopped me for so long. And that's wow. like, I look back and I'm like, what a waste. Oh. Like, you know, If people's thoughts could pay you. Exactly. Mm, we'd be rich. Exactly. And those people, whoever I was scared of, they're... Nowhere. I mean, I mean, maybe they, I mean, I don't know if they're nowhere, but they're nowhere in my story. Right. Right. And so why was I including them mm. so much? Mm -hmm. So um, for you, um, once you conquered that ability, you just went for it. Right. So that's when it became action for you. Yes. Yeah. Wow. And to see it today, though, I mean, like, it hasn't been that long that you've decided to launch your own. I mean, you think about it in the bigger picture. Mm -hmm. Some people take like five ten years and like they're still waiting for hope and because you believed in yourself what my god like six seven seven months yeah and, like you have a and that's but you know what's funny is that i've and i said this kind of at the top of the podcast that i've i've it seems like that but mm -hmm. i've been i've been doing this yeah my whole life you know wow. in terms of just like making videos and bringing like you know, I'd make videos in my church and then every Sunday I would bring the DVD that I showed in my youth group to my Nana's house <laughs> wow. and I'd bring everybody and be like, y'all got to watch this. Right. And people would be like, oh God, he brought another video. <laughs> but I, they were very nice and they'd watch it. So I've been trying to show people videos for wow. years on top of years. And, and so, it's been your passion mm -hmm. and you've let that carry you mm -hmm. to now possibilities today. Right. Yeah. And I think that that's kind of what it is for me too, because it's not, it's not as romantic at four in the morning when my eyes are literally about to bleed because I'm so tired. <laughs> right, right. And it's like the passion kind of takes over, but it's not so much of like, I'm doing my passion. It's just like an auto drive. Mm -hmm. It's just that I just do it and I get it done and then I just keep moving. You do know? you have moments where you want to give up? Yeah, I do. I deal with a lot of anxiety and a lot of like, I guess, taboo mental you know like people don't talk about mental struggles right, you know but right. i deal with a lot of that and so there are those moments but it's one of those things where my passion like like i said it's such an an auto drive mm -hmm. thing that um i i don't think i have the ability to quit at this point like wow. i don't think my brain would turn off wow so it's it's almost like that's cute you know mm -hmm. that's a cute thought andrew but uh right you ain't quitting yeah I've put too much, I've put too much in it. Like yeah. I, I honestly, and I honestly don't have anything else. I mean, this is, this is what I feel like God has wired me to do. Right. And so it's like, I mean. Well, that's huge. Cause for me, I think like, um, I've always had a passion to either do acting or theater and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And I remember in my life where I just kind of like hung the coat up and shut the door. Right. And it wasn't until I started connecting back with people that would keep me focused. And that, you were one of those people. And, oh, thank you. and I think it's huge because everybody should know, like, Andrew was one of the ones that was like, you need to start a podcast. You yeah, have to does. do this. You have to do this. I'm so excited. And I'm so thankful because your, like, insanity of, like, drive <laughs> and, like, doing things. I was like, okay, I can do this. Like, wow. I can really push myself. And so everybody that comes on, I love hearing their stories mm -hmm. and hearing, like, no, I did, I, I'm not giving up. I have to do this. Right. And so your story is successful. It is successful. Thank and you. what I love about it is, is, you know, people equate success, like you said, to somebody else, but mm -hmm. it's your success. You own it. Exactly. And so um, that's huge because you visualized it. 
and then it manifested for you. And Absolutely. you have your hands in different things. I mean, you do like, like I said, local lens, you, you're constantly out there doing something. Right. And now you have this brand, you have a, you have like clothing coming. I mean, it's like, you guys, you ha I cannot wait to rock it. I mean, <laughs> it's like a huge, he's got like a huge like group of people that just love everything that he does. Shout out to the Fat Tuesday family. Fat fam. Tuesday family, y'all know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, it is just awesome to see it. Thank you. And you do it because you love it. Right. That's what's beautiful about it. And you mentioned process because it didn't just happen overnight. You've been oh, doing this no. since a child. Right. No. And so like that's huge. <laughs> right. I think that is big. Thank you. I think that is beautiful. And so what do you think as far as like future wise? What do you hope for yourself? What do you see for yourself? I hope that, I mean, I, like I said, I do video all day, every day. That's kind mm -hmm. of my thing. But, um, you know, I do I do video in other capacity. Right. Um you know, to make money mm -hmm. <laughs> to survive. Right. And as of right now, my YouTube community, like the, the, the community that I have online that, that unfortunately is not my, it can't be my full focus just because it doesn't pay me. Right. So hopefully one day I can flesh out what's happening on my personal YouTube channel to be more of my main focus. Cause right. I would love more than anything to work on these videos and put them out on time. <laughs> but I have other videos that I have to make at my day job. Right. And so it pushes these back and that's why I'm up till four in the morning. I would love more than anything to, to have it, to make this a nine to five. Right. Just so basically so I could sleep. Right. Cause I, I really don't feel like I've slept in years. Oh but. my God. <laughs> We're living on graveyard time. Right. <laughs> like, so I'm much coffee. God. Good Lord. So when, you think about others since you've like you've kickstarted and the goal with even with this is to get other people to kickstart their lives how would you encourage somebody just to like hey get going do it don't give up right. what would you say to that one person that maybe was you like five years ago they're waiting to start something they're like should i do it should i not do it what wow. would you say to them you know that's a tough one because i feel like there's lots of advice that i would give mm -hmm. i think the you know, I, I am, I actually, this is fresh advice. Right. I got this advice today, actually, from my wife. She's a genius. Um, shout out to know, Leslie. We love you. Shout out to Leslie. Love you. Um, I was actually, I'm, I'm very, like I said, I'm very in my head a lot. Mm -hmm. And so um, before I put out my recent video, I was like, I don't know about this part. Like this part, like, I don't know. Like, should I do this? Should I do that? And she stopped me. She was like, do you want a career? And I was wow. like, oh, because I was trying to get her to help talk me through. I love to, you know, I, I ruminate. I constantly am right. too overthinking everything. Right. And I wanted to kind of use her in my overthinking. And right. she was like, I'm not having it. She was like, do you want a career or do right. you just want to sit here and think about it? Mm. And I was like, you know what? Like, I'm just going to make whatever mistake may happen. And right. it's time to build something. Right. And I think that you have to just come to the decision that you want to build something mm. that's going to be, of course, fulfilling and meaningful and everything else, but something actually tangible. I'm tired of thinking about what I want. That's good. Mm. I'm tired. I've thought about it. I've fleshed it out in every way you can possibly imagine in my head. Mm -hmm. And if I don't actually ever do it, it's only going to be a shower thought. It's only going to be something that I envision when I'm on a long road trip and I'm bored driving. Right. I'm tired right. of that. I want to yeah. touch it. Mm -hmm. I want to hold it tangible. And so I think if you want that and, and you don't want to just be a dreamer, mm -hmm. that's another thing. That's another thing. Like with, with my weight loss, like I, I'm trying to like become healthy and I'm trying to 
changed my life because I'm tired of waking up on December 31st mm -hmm. and writing down the same goals every single year right. and feeling inspired for two weeks and then quitting. I'm tired of dreaming. Right. I've, I've dreamt my dreams. Right. They're, they're, they've been dreamed over and over and over. <laughs> You know, the pillow's tired. It's know. a replay. Right. You know, it's a rerun. It's syndicated. And I have to say, you guys, for <laughs> for Andrew, like you started this whole health challenge for yourself. Mm -hmm. He looks good. I think he you. did a photo shoot. Uh, he looked like a Calvin Klein model. <laughs> I mean, Mike, I mean, because I mean, mm -hmm. I've been doing fitness probably now for like seven years. You look amazing, too. You've lost I, a lot of weight. Lord, have mercy, because I jumped off stage one day and something clapped and it wasn't my hands. Oh, <laughs> trash <laughs> so i had to like start the journey because i didn't want something flapping and so i had to make something happen you know <laughs> but you look great Thank you. from the time i met you six months ago you know you don't even think about it because your humor is so big and your personality is so Thank awesome you. i didn't see the body Thank so. <laughs> you. Thank you. i'm glad and, you know i didn't you know and now to see what you've been able to accomplish and i wasn't like you weren't like I, I wasn't like obese. No. I mean, I, technically, I think actually on paper, I I still am. But rip that paper. I, I um, it's it's not about that though. That sounds really right. superficial. It's not about just like I don't want to be fat. Like mm. I want to love myself, and right. I think for years upon years, probably my whole life, I've always had some sort of like body dysmorphia where I just like am not pleased with the way that I right feeling clothes and the way that I I want to I want to be ha I want to love my I want to love me right. You know, I love a lot of things about me. Mm -hmm. I love, you know, my passion and I love my dedication and I love something. I want to be comfortable with my skin. I mm -hmm. want to be comfortable with who I am. Right. And that's what what I say when my journey to become not fat. Right. I, that, that, right. It's deeper than that. That's just a cute way to saying it. But I I really um, I'm on a journey of self-love is probably the best way to describe wow. it. And um, I had absolutely no idea that people were going to like connect with my journey like i had no I idea i think it's because you're so real i you 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 make it realistic i mean because it's your life right and a lot of people like i've seen videos where like that's not realistic you already got abs mm -hmm. i mean you right. watch the videos and they're all doing them crunches they already got the abs i'm right. sitting up here with flab it's like you didn't do that workout you didn't do that workout look <laughs> at my gut <laughs> i got dairy queen on these thighs leave me alone right no yeah i you know that's yeah and like what's funny is that like i like I was putting out all kinds of videos. Right. This just was like the one thing that's, that started to stick. And wow. so it was interesting that the one thing that started to stick was probably my biggest interesting struggle. Wow. You know, and I just, of course, I, you know, I package it up in my humor, but this is really something that I've dealt with my entire life of not feeling confident and mm -hmm. not, not loving the skin that I'm in, I guess as right. cliche right, as right, that right. is. But, no, yeah. Um, you know, that's, that's like, that's real. Like I really have gone through a lot of that. So, you know, it's, it's, it is my passion because I'm not, I'm not passionate so much about like, I'm, I'm becoming more interested in fitness, right? but right. my real passion lies in, um, breaking the cycle of self-hate, you know, wow. breaking the, the chains of just constantly being unhappy with what I have and what I am. Right. And so, that's what I'm passionate about. Well, what's interesting is I I joined your uh, you have a Facebook family as well too. Mm -hmm. Where's the Fat Tuesday family? 
And um, I joined that. And one of the things I told you for the first time in 34 years, I was able to tell myself I love myself. And because I was able to look in the mirror because of how transparent you guys are. And I've been where it's like, oh yeah, I ran 20 miles and blah, blah. But you know, you can do all of those things and be super fit and still you don't like what you see, mm-hmm. body dysmorphia. Yeah. And so for the first time, because of how transparent you are, I was able to be like, oh my gosh, like you guys love yourselves and you're going through the process and you're enjoying like being transparent. So I was like, you know right. what, guys, guess what? I like me. <laughs> right. And that's, you know what, that's like a beautiful thing. Right. That's such a beautiful thing. And I think people think it's not obtainable. And Mm -hmm. I, you know, my greatest fears tell me it's not obtainable. Right. But I, deep down, I know different. Right. I know that self-love is extremely possible. Wow. And and that's not to say to be arrogant. Like, Mm -hmm. you're not going to be like, I think there's a difference. Um, But I think, like, true self-love, I think is, I think it's, godly i think it's like how we're supposed to be why right. why are we not happy with who we are and if you've got something that makes you not happy fix it so for instance here's a here's something for me then so you can tell me so if i i've been doing good for like a whole week and then i eat cookies at night <laughs> you know what though that's self-love too oh okay I, y'all heard that it's, everybody needs something to be something sweet you know what i mean like sometimes that's self-love too because it's like Give yourself that cookie. Right. Because at the end of the day, it's not about your self-love for yourself is like kind of like how you would view your family. You don't stop loving your family when they right. gain weight or That's when true. they lose weight. You don't love your family you only are, when they you have you're abs. Frustrated. Right. <laughs> right. You know, Get out of my face. I can't it's, have it's you. It's not about that. <laughs> right. It's about It's about working on the parts of you that make you feel uncomfortable, kicking those parts of you out because mm-hmm. they don't belong in your life because you decided that you don't want them there because you love yourself enough to fix it. Mm-hmm. And then you love yourself along the way. Right. It's not you love yourself once you get it accomplished because that's, that's not loving yourself. That's, that's good. That's that's like an abusive relationship. Like right, you, right, to only, right. To only love yourself when you're perfect. That's right. not even realistic. Well, you know, one of the things, because like I'll share and share a small thing. Like when I was a child, I was always afraid to eat a lot because on like my mom and dad's side of the family, they blow up. Right. And so I was always afraid of like, oh my gosh. And I would hear little people, hear people say, you know, mm-hmm. don't eat too much because you might. Mm-hmm. And so to hear this today, you have to really love yourself. You do. You yeah. ha- and you have to literally like, okay, those thoughts in your mind, you have to get rid of them. And you don't stop loving your family. You don't stop loving yourself because maybe you had a moment. Enjoy exactly. the moment. Get past it. Exactly. You know, so that's that's beautiful, man. Yeah. That's beautiful. It's a healthy self-love. Right. Not a self-love that's conditional. <laughs> right. It's a healthy self-love. <laughs> right. Wrap me around with lettuce. Right. <laughs> right. And maybe a cookie. And maybe a cookie on the side. So where can people find you? So I want them to know, you know, because I, I watch everything that you do. So tell them where they can watch you. So my main place is YouTube.com slash Andrew Cole Smith. C-O-L-E Cole. Um and I'm Andrew Cole Smith on like all social media, Instagram, yes. Twitter, everything. And then uh, Fat Tuesday Fam on Facebook. Yes. Um, it's a private group. You can join and share your journey. And right. we talk about all kinds of stuff. And it's a dope, dope family. So you got clothing, merch coming soon. I got merch coming. Ah. Um, I've got like a cool design and um, I'm I'm super excited about it. But I want it to be perfect. So all it's a little bit thoughts. of a delay. That's but, what's um, crazy. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's. Yeah, it's all from thoughts to words to actions. It's all thoughts to words to actions, wow. and st- stomping over the 
stupid hurdle of caring what people think. Because right. look at all that I would have missed. See, look at all of that. That's huge. That's a that's a hallelujah moment. Exactly. <laughs> that's yes. beautiful. That's beautiful. Yes. Well, you guys, he'll be on all the time because I love this guy. <laughs> he is a brother. Um, it's just it just works. He's like the straw to the berry. It just works. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so well, thank you for, so much. Thanks for having me. I'm honored. Oh my gosh, it's a privilege, and thank you for pushing me. And um, I look forward to seeing your journey and continued success. Thank you. All right. See you guys next week. Converge Media produces culturally relevant content for Black and urban audiences. Our coverage is raw, transparent, and objective, praised by community leaders, government officials, and residents. Support Converge Media today via Venmo, Cash App, or PayPal at Converge Media. Oh my gosh, you guys, I'm so excited. Thank you for tuning in to The Drive Project where we talk about passion, purpose, and possibility. I have somebody that you have to hear from, the incredible Michelle Lee. Wow, oh, that's so nice. I'm not even done with Oh, you. shoot. I got some good stuff. You guys, she's a <laughs> nine-time Emmy Award winner. And then if you want to shut the room down, she's also a moral recipient national. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, what a I don't know. No. <laughs> no. What a privilege and an honor to have you on here. And thank you for saying yes. And super excited for people to hear your your story and just for you to talk and share some good stuff. So ah Oh my gosh. You're making me blush. <laughs> because honestly, like it's so it was so nice of you to even reach out. Oh my gosh. And I just loved and I follow you on Instagram. Oh. I see all your Insta stories. Oh, and I'm like, just live. Oh my gosh. Let me so thank you. Oh my gosh, thank you. <laughs> my gosh. So like, tell us a little bit about your story. Where are you from? Um, well, it's kind of a long story. I grew up in Missouri. Oh my god. Yeah, like okay. near Kansas City. Nice. And but I was adopted, like, born in Korea, like South Korea. Okay. And so do you want like yeah, the whole story? Go okay. Okay. So I was adopted and moved to Kansas City when I was like six months old okay. and raised by just like white Midwest farmer types. Oh you know, I mean, we weren't farmers, right. but we did have like a, far, a hobby farm at one okay. point in our lives. Um, my dad is a laborer. My mom like did like whatever fit my schedule. Right. So she was like an insurance agent one year, she worked <laughs> a dry cleaner, you know, like, um, uh, and my dad was just like a straight up laborer. So wow. we were pretty like blue collar and I was the first generation college student. Wow. Yeah. The cool. University of Kansas. Okay. But see, this, <laughs> al this always draws a point of contention because growing up in Missouri yeah. and then not going to Mizzou oh. where they have like this incredible journalism school, right, right. Um, going to Kansas is always like blasphemy. But I had a good time and it's okay. It worked out for me, I think. So. Oh my gosh, nine Emmys <laughs> later, I think so. Oh shoot, there are people in this room in um, the King Newsroom who've, you know, exceeded that by 10. But so the fact that by 10 times. That, that's amazing. I mean, that's awesome. Coming from the Midwest. I think, you know what, if you are trying to like make a goal for yourself, like, right, right like you just want to be like, is your work f validated somehow? Mm. Like, and when you talk about 
starting at, you know, in your 30s, right. like with a dream. Yeah. I, I felt like I was maybe never good enough to accomplish certain goals as a journalist. Wow. And then when it happened for me, it, it started happening. Yes. And it was just like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> so it feels good because right. you don't need an Emmy to validate your work. Right. No way. Right. But when it happens, you're like, yeah. oh, my gosh, this is something that was like something I never thought I could achieve. Right. And you yeah. have that moment where you're like, oh, my gosh, like this is working and mm -hmm. I'm, helping, I'm helping so many other people. Right. Especially, yes, because wow. you bring light to an issue you know, among journalists, among right. your community. Right. And uh, it feels good. It feels really good. Like, like you're doing something worthwhile. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so <laughs> tell me something. Okay, Midwest. I'm from Buffalo, New York. Okay. So it's about Buffalo it's wings cold. for us. It's yeah. cold. We got our wings. Yeah. <laughs> so food for you. What do mm -hmm. you like to eat? Uh, well, barbecue. Yes. I mean, have you not heard of Kansas City barbecue? I've heard of it. Oh, shoot. Okay, good. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, and it's funny because I lived in North Carolina uh, as a I worked, that was like my job twice. I worked in North Carolina twice. Mm -hmm. um, and they have great barbecue too, but it's all like pig pickings right, and stuff right, like that, you know. Right. And people don't know anything about, see, I have family in Alabama. We uh -huh. have what's called a Piggly Wigglies. Oh, yeah, we got Piggly Wigglies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Piggly Wiggly. And it's always like, we got to get down to the Piggly Wiggly, right, you know. Like that. Uh -huh. stuff. Oh my God. <laughs> okay, see, this is good. Yeah. Did you ever, do you have Harris Teeters in Alabama? Uh, I'm not sure about okay. that. Okay, Harris Teeter is the bomb, okay. but the Piggly Wiggly is also yes. amazing. Popeye's chicken or church's chicken? Oh, pop, well, I kind of like Popeye's. Is that really? Bad? Yes. Well, it's not bad. Okay. <laughs> you couldn't win, Lee. You couldn't win. But I liked Bojangles. Ooh, yes. Yes. So good. They yeah. have Raisin Cane's now down in Louisiana. Oh, I've never been there. It's a little different. You ever get down there oh. in the beignets and Ooh. all that fun stuff. Okay, so we're I'm talking in. about food now. Yeah, I know. Oh, okay, okay, so <laughs> now you're coming from Missouri. How did you get to Washington? <clears throat> Oh, gosh. So um, so I was in Missouri, then went to school in Kansas, got a first job in North Carolina, went nice. back to Missouri, worked in North Carolina again, went to Wisconsin, and then came here. How did you like Wisconsin? Loved it. Madison? Yes. Ooh, we were thinking about moving back there. I have family in Milwaukee. What? No. Yes, yes Milwaukee. Go Dang. Yeah. Oh, shoot. <laughs> Um, yes. I love Wisconsin so much, and I, people, I love it so much that people think I'm actually from Wisconsin. Like in this newsroom, they, right. people think I'm. Uh, because you talk fast like me a little bit too. That's all the back east <laughs> thing. Uh, it's just a back east thing. Sure. People yeah. here are like bees. <laughs> and what's happening. But yeah. back there, it's like we're moving quick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Something magical about living in Wisconsin. First of all, love the Midwest. Right. Everyone's kind of like about football, mm -hmm. um, cheese, right. beer. And just, it's like kind of utopic, I think, in a lot of ways. I mean, at least Madison was. Right, right. But I loved, I mean, like, I'm all, I'm a Packers fan for okay, life. I mean, I don't want to get, I don't want to get. I Seahawks, though. I know. <clears throat> I know. And I, I should say, I love CX too, but I'm just saying, like, I'll always have respect for the, place. yeah, for yeah. the Packers. I mean, they're a good team. They're great guys. And granted, Russell Wilson, he's a Badger. So, right, you know, right. so a lot of people from Wisconsin like him. Okay. Um, I gained 15 extra pounds when I moved to Wisconsin. <laughs> it's <a food laughs> yeah. This is the food is so, so good. good. <laughs> but also, like, people are super Nordic. Right. Just like they are here. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you talk about the Seattle freeze. I did not experience the Seattle freeze. Okay. But I experienced, like, the Wisconsin freeze or okay. whatever. Because I, that was the first time I had lived around people who were kind of, like, 
Scandinavian or oh, Nordic or yeah, something. Yeah, 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 I just yeah. think there's like a different culture. Different vibe. Yeah, like they they will be they are so awesome, but after you get to know them. Yes. And in the South and Missouri right. and and North Carolina, everyone's like, Hey y'all, the How news is here. What right. y'all covering? Exactly. <laughs> Would you like some sweet tea? <laughs> Let me tell you about my brother who was murdered. <laughs> you know, and you're like, Oh, it's crazy. Yeah. And when we covered Houston, there was a big king contingent see who went down to help out our sister station and they were like oh you're not going to get that person to talk you're not going to get that person to talk and And i was like and they talked you know and so people are very friendly Mm -hmm. and i just think if you have not had that experience in the south people don't realize like there's a whole new cult there's a different culture and so people were like oh man it'd be so easy to cover the news in the south because people want to talk like people up here they're like get away not, fake get media you know? I don't care what happened to them move on from your life I'm like oh my god but it, it is different yeah it's totally different Buffalo is like the city of good neighbors mm-hmm. and so we're very kind and friendly and get together yeah like, just different functions and they do that here too but it's just different it's just different it's just right. different here in it's Seattle. just different yeah so do you love Seattle I love Seattle how long have you been here now uh, two years okay yeah it's not but I feel like I've been here forever I know I've been watching you forever I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, it's Michelle Lee. Come on. Oh my gosh. That's so sweet. I, um, I love Seattle. I feel like I was meant to be here. Okay. If that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. And I just think the, the, well, Madison's kind of like this too. Super progressive. Right. You know, I feel like in general people have like the, the progressive nature where they're yeah. going to fight for their, they're going to be on the right side of history exactly. in general. Exactly. And so I love that about Seattle. And then plus, um, you know, just being an Asian person and right. a person of color. It's the Which, p- by the way, sorry to stop you. I loved oh. what you talked about on you. She's on a show, guys, called Take Five. Mm-hmm. And just what's going on in the CD, that was beautiful. Oh, that thank you. Just what's going on with like the segregate, all that stuff. You know, like, it's just funny how like... And the Filipinos not feeling respected. And I know. Like, wow. There are so many things like that mm-hmm. within communities, right? right? And we don't really expose it or we don't know about it. Right. Or maybe we're like... In some cases, sometimes, you know, because I'm Asian, I'm afraid to ask other Asians, Asians about what's yes. going on because right. I don't want to seem ignorant about their mm-hmm. plight. Right. But um, and, and there are so many pockets, too, because there are immigrants and right. there are like first generation, second generation, mm-hmm. third generation. And like for me, I'm also in an adoptee community. So right. it's just like everyone has their own issues you know and so um but i think the filipino issue uh the filipino community that you know they want more respect within the chinese Mm -hmm. the chinatown international district and um i think that they're at a point where they're going to make it happen for them so it'll be great if if they get what they want exactly well Mm -hmm. what i love about you is because you talked about in the beginning of course you were adopted but your personality is like you just embody like you've always felt you feel wanted and accepted. And did you ever feel like at a point in your life because you're oh, adopted? Gosh. It's just so wobbly. <clears throat> and it's like, oh my gosh. It's like, wow. Well, no. Okay, so let's talk about fear, right? Okay, yeah. So I have this uh I guess if you probably diagnosed it, it'd probably be like the childhood trauma of being adopted okay. and being raised in a white culture. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with that, right? right? right. But Um, but my generation of adoptees were told to assimilate, like parents were told, like, you know, you just need to get them into the community, into your family and Mm -hmm. treat them like any other kid. Wow. So my parents, which I kind of actually admire too, because Mm -hmm. like, just like, who is the Seahawk, um, 
Shaq, Shaquem, right? Uh-huh. So, like, his dad was like, don't, like, the world's not going to do you any favors. Right. Like, you're going to have to mm-hmm. rise above yeah. and work hard. And th- that's what my parents did, too, which some people would say, okay, maybe not the best thing. <laughs> but it worked. <laughs> but it worked for me because it motivated me. Mm-hmm. It, but also being the only Asian kid in my school was really difficult uh, because it affects like everything. Like I got called a chink and a gook. And um, there was a time when people, uh, oh gosh, when everyone was watching Full Metal Jacket. Oh yeah. And that was like seventh grade. (laughs) So that's like, so everyone was throwing, like the guy, the boys in my class would throw money at me and say like $5 sucky sucky. And like all this, it was like every day. And see, I have a little story that I'll let you get back to. I remember I went to, um, a Christian school mm-hmm. and I was the only African-American kid in there mm-hmm. and we decided to talk about black history and so as everyone looked at you right and <laughs> like, let's, let's act out a scene and they wanted to act oh, out no. like the plantation no and have me be the slave and I didn't understand but now looking back it, you know it kind of scars but now I'm totally over it now yeah but sure just, you just the things that you endure as a kid because maybe ignorance of people they don't know right right and so for you to be able to like overcome that mm-hmm. that's huge well and even like um when I dated in high school that was also difficult like not everyone wants to date an Asian girl right um I mean it's but you're in beautiful that, oh well that's <laughs> stop it stop Listen, when you're finished she's so, so she is beautiful <laughs> oh, <shoot. laughs> somebody <laughs> um, but you know, like I dated this boy who I really like, you know, like, you know, you're in love with these, right. you know, your high school loves or whatever. And, uh, his, he told me, he said, my parents don't want us to be together because they think if we end up together, we'll have half breed children. Oh, so, I mean, just stuff like that was very common. Right. Um, and so, you know, I would come home in tears. Mm-hmm. I would be really angry. And I think my parents did a very good job of saying the world's not going to do you any favors. So this won't be the first time you encounter this. This Mm -hmm. won't be the last. But you can rise above and do more for yourself. I mean, they were nice, too. So they were obviously hurt, sympathetic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I feel like, um, you know, like that. So talking about fear I had the fear of not being accepted not being liked so it kind of made me be annoyingly um like uh like productive or something (laughs) (laughs) like at a younger age you know like I always had to check off like okay this for my resume this for my school you know because you want to make sure you got it right yeah I felt like that I had to you know and then um but then also I have an incredible amount of anxiety that no one really that I, I talk about. Right. I'm, I don't medicate for it, but uh, I've had a lot of talk therapy. Um, my counselor told me, he said, because I was going through a tough time and he said, don't medicate, meditate. Mm-hmm, right. And that helped me because I was like, oh, because usually you want to run to something to make you feel. But instead, I would just meditate and like separate from those words right and like center myself Mm -hmm. and it helped me and it helped me just balance out it does help you because uh one time a therapist said you know what's the worst that can happen right and when you really ask yourself that you're like well i don't (laughs) well i had a whole whole long list i'm like i could get fired something bad could happen i could lose my job yeah (laughs) but um but in general like you know if you give this speech are you going to die i'm like probably not you know um and so that's uh, like overcoming daily fear. Like right. I get nervous even in our morning meetings when I have to pitch a story wow. and talk. So that never like, leaves. That like never leaves. Just, you're always having to face that something. Mm-hmm. You just got to embrace it and own it yeah. and deal with it. And people don't think that I'm 
like I'm actually uh, more introverted than extroverted, mm. but like I, I like one-on-ones. Right. But in a group, I get really terrified mm. and I have like debilitating anxiety in like public, in like big <sighs> public things. You know, if you're on camera, it's just you it's, and the camera. camera. Right. And, but when, so people don't understand, like when I am actually like trying to do, like when they, will you emcee this event? I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I, I mean, I will if they, right. I, I will when I feel like, okay, this is a good cause. Right. I can get behind this, but there has to be a purpose. Right. There are times when I've done like, you know, like, hey, everybody, they're having a good time. And I'm like, oh my God, I can't oh, do well, that. But it gets you out of your box. Right, right. And it's more for you than it is for them. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes the fear I think about when I think of fear myself, sometimes, you know, you're like, oh, my gosh, what about me? But really, you're freeing other people by sure. you just taking that risk. Well, when I also uh, when I was like in high school, I was in choir mm-hmm. or whatever. And I took voice lessons and we did the, like we were in like a competitive show choir. <laughs> 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 but like um, I remember I took voice lessons and my voice instructor was always like, you know, you're just the vehicle. Like you're oh, here good. to give a performance to someone and that's a gift to the audience. Right, right. So I don't always believe that. But mm-hmm. sometimes I try to talk myself into that. Like this isn't about you, Michelle, and your fear right. of public speaking. This is about raising awareness and oh, helping good. someone's life, you know, or whatever. So that helps me mm-hmm. when I have like the fear of, you know like being accepted or, right. you know, will they not think I'm funny enough? Will they not think I'm, you know, an articulate speaker, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, <sighs> that really pushes you. Yeah, that's so that pushes me. <laughs> but I love that because you're facing it all the time. And yeah. I think for people, it's like we'd rather run away from the fear, but actually that could be the very thing that pushes you mm-hmm. to the next level. Oh, yeah, I agree with that. you've done that, look at all the stuff you've been able to accomplish and what you will accomplish. Oh, I mean, it's true, though. It is true. Like, if you can push yourself out of your comfort zone and realize, okay, I'm not going to die. Yes. And this is, (laughs) I mean, chances are, chances are I'm not going to die. I'm not going to die. And chances are this could help someone. Then I think it, yeah, then I think it pushes you to be a better version of yourself. Wow. At least for that day, you know. So You're having a baby. Yeah. And I have a lot of fear. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, so I know, scared. right? Oh, but you look great. Oh. How far along? Well, I'm only halfway there. That's awesome. But then but my friends are like, oh, so you're only halfway there? Oh, you're, you're gonna get big. No. <laughs> I mean it's okay. I don't yeah. care. I don't care. If Boy or girl or is boy. It boy. Boy. Mm-hmm. Have names yet? James. Ooh, mm-hmm. strong. Yeah. You're gonna get a job. <laughs> But, you know, well, it's funny because I, so we're going to call him JJ because it's James Joseph. Yes. My husband is a James and everyone's Jim. So big Jim, little Jim, Jimmy. I mean, it's just like so annoying. I mean, not annoying. It's really cute. Yeah. Yeah. But I love Jay. Oh my gosh. Actually, I shouldn't say this, but before I dated my husband, Mm -hmm. I dated a a guy named Jay. And I was like, I love the name Jay. (laughs) But like, I can't bring that. James. Oh, okay. 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 So, So I can't go to Jay, but right. I, and Jay's also a very good Korean name, Oh, you know, because uh, his name was Jay, oh, I shouldn't be talking about him, but anyway, I'm just oh, saying, gosh, you know, <laughs> but I love that name because it's a good American name. It's a good right. Asian name. Yeah. Not that I, I don't really know why that matters because I'm well, not, you know, you. yeah. So. You have a little boy. Mm-hmm. That's going to be awesome. I'm excited. You're excited. Yeah. Do you want a lot of kids or just uh, start with this and see what God wants? Well, I'll be delivering at 39 years old. So I feel You're like. 39. <laughs> Goodbye. She's got that Janet Jackson juice. Well, so do you. Oh, my. I'm 34. <laughs> 
I'm like 34, no more, God. I'm like, oh, God. But, you know, it's just, it's, well, it was funny. Uh, someone texted in and they said, why doesn't Lori Matsukawa age? Like, you know. Right. And I said, because Asians don't raise in. <laughs> I'm not saying that they don't. It's like they do until they're like 110 right. and then they look crazy. It's not they a, look like that, a dragon lady. No. <laughs> so it's not true because my one friend, I think it's like, they, it's like darker, darker, darker than 91. Yeah, yeah. It's like all of a sudden it just happens. Yeah. I'm like, oh my God. Well, it's always a pleasure. Thank you, you so here. much. Oh my gosh. I feel like I just rambled. I hope no, I did you, not. You talked about everything that I wanted you to talk about. Okay. It was okay. awesome. Guilty pleasure of food. <laughs> Uh, You're pregnant. Come on out. Pickles in my mail. Fried, no, fried chicken. Okay. I can mm. make you some fried chicken. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yes, you do. I make some good fried you know, Do you I'm, really? I'm confident about certain things. One of them is like my ties and like my handkerchiefs. But then I'm also confident about fried chicken. No way. I can make some fried chicken. Uh, and, I'm, and just season it, dump it in there. Oh, oh my gosh. The well, I, I love like the healthy one, too. No, no, no. My mom made fried chicken every Sunday. Nice. And then um, also spaghetti and meatballs is another Big favorite. Wow. Uh, and then, like, I didn't know this until, like, a few years ago. Like, Korean fried chicken is also a big deal. Wow. They're, oh, my favorite place is in Edmonds. It's called Stars in the Sky. It's, okay. like, legit Korean. Shout out to Stars in the Sky. <laughs> I'm going. I'm going. Oh, my god. You gosh. could buy a whole chicken for, like, $25. Okay. So, if you're, like, four people, you like, four people can eat enough for 25 bucks. It's good. I had the best catfish, though, actually. In this, <gasps> you did? Yes, Here? In the National District. And I thought it was a black uh, thing. Uh -huh. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's from the South. It's yeah. catfish. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Catfish down there, you know, what? kings. Oh, mm. my God, really? Took me home. <sighs> It was so I love funny. catfish. That's what we we always fished for in Missouri. We yes. always fish for uh, crappie, bass, and catfish. catfish. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh! Well, there you have it, guys. <laughs> Michelle Lee wins Emmys and eats catfish and fried chicken. <laughs> That's I right. love you. I love you. I want you to come back on. Will you do it? Yes, you oh know I will. Oh my gosh! Thank, thank you so, so much. much. Oh my god! And follow her on Instagram, Michelle Lee. Instagram. Uh, Michelle Lee TV. Mm -hmm. Okay, mm -hmm. on Instagram. Find her on Facebook, and you're on the wonderful show Take Five. You can watch her at 4 p.m here in Seattle, Washington. Thank you so much. Thank you. Love you. Love you. See you guys next time. Hey, you guys. Thank you so much for listening to the Drive Project Podcast. So if you're wanting to go back over episodes or you're like, I wonder if there's more episodes from different seasons. Yes, there is. And you can actually go to whereweconverge.com or Converge Media Network to listen to the podcast for all the previous seasons or on all your favorite platforms, Apple, Spotify, Google, you name it, iHeartRadio, all of the episodes are there. And I just wanna say, get ready, because the next season, we're going deeper and it's gonna get better. Thank you so much for listening. Talk to you soon. And just like I say, until next time, let's keep the conversations going.